0: Hello, oh dear ones, you're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Mother Natalia.
1: Christ is risen. Hi, listeners. This is Mother Natalia. Thanks for being with us today. Today is Father Michael Loughlin's episode, and he shares with us the process of going from catechumen to neophyte that is, um, learning about the faith and preparing for baptism into being baptized into the church community. He shares with us some prayers of announcement, instruction, and admonition, which you've almost certainly never heard before because I had not. Not that that means you haven't. And there's a slight allusion to the red hot chili peppers. And if you think that I forgot to say that I love you, I did for a second. But just stay tuned until a little bit after the end of the episode. Hashtag banter haters. Skip ahead. 525.
0: Christ is risen.
1: Indeed he is risen.
0: Happy anniversary, mother.
1: No. Did you know I was going to say that?
0: No, that I, was going to be must the. Have, I, mu- I must have read your oh, mind
1: somehow. That was the first thing I was going to say. Is happy <laughs> anniversary.
0: Thank you, and happy my anniversary to you too.
1: <laughs> so weird. What
0: what, what what are you what are you doing to celebrate?
1: Um, I don't know because it's three weeks away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have three weeks to uh, to plan. Actually, yes. this is one of those times where we realize. Does, does that mean we're a week behind on our promise to record four weeks ahead?
1: Um
0: Or what what was our promise I first? I don't know. What is our goal? Not our like promise? That. We're, our prob- goal.
1: we're probably a week behind. I'm looking let's see, I'm gonna look at the calendar right now though. Um actually I do have I have that day off because it's Ascension. So um we have the twelve major is feasts. As,
0: oh, I see. Oh
1: yeah, we have the twelve major feasts. Mm. You totally should have done a topic on this.
0: So the Your feast ordination of ascension.
1: anniversary is on the feast of ascension.
0: It's also on the feast of the third finding of the head of John the Baptist, which yeah. is slightly bigger than Ascension. <laughs> or should be. <laughs>
1: um, false.
0: <laughs> Father Nathan Goebel, I was I was home in Denver a couple weeks ago and somebody said something about um oh, I think he's like, Do you celebrate Joseph the worker or something like that? Is it's some feast that only the Romans celebrate. Do you celebrate Joseph the worker on May first? I'm like I'm like, uh, and he goes, he goes, no, 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 you celebrate the the 25th finding of the fingernail of John the Dwarf or something <laughs> like that. I was like, ah, that's pretty funny. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, there is. There, we had a similar joke from uh, Father Ryan. Man was making fun of us for all of the different feast days we have for Mary because we were we were celebrating at one point like the deposition of the robe of the Theotokos or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or something about her belt, or something—I don't remember. Anyways, he was like, um, "And next week we're going to celebrate uh, the anniversary of when the Theotokos blinked her eyes." Or I don't remember what he said, but he was mocking us. Is the point?
0: Did I ever read to you or show you my Just my tweet about our saints?
1: Our piety.
0: No. Um. I don't think so. Where's nope? I want tweets. Uh, okay. But you must be pretty proud. So, of So I am. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't have time to send a funny tweet right now. So I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself like three minutes, three minutes to come up with a funny tweet. And I find that like sometimes, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And I just don't do it. But so this guy, uh, Nick Skiarapa, I think is how you pronounce his last name, um, he, he, put, he writes a tweet What are your top five best friend saints, not including Mary and Joseph? And then he says, I'll go first. And then he says his five, top five best friend scenes. Now, I follow him because I was on, um, he's the producer of the Clerically Speaking podcast, which I was on one time. Um, I don't know if we, I, I think it was before our podcast. But anyway, so, so I write, these are my five top, best type, top five best friend scenes. So I write, I'm Byzantine, so dot, dot, dot. Venerable Gorgon Suthimus of Kumanandalulis which is not real. The second one, woman martyr, Ataria used to be unchaste. <laughs> <laughs> is her last name? Because like every female saint used to be unchaste. Ataria used to be unchaste. John the weird-eared, which I think is a funny <laughs> rhyme. You're, you're trying not to laugh at these, but you're totally <laughs> laughing at these. I can see you're trying not to laugh at these. Um, Equal to the apostles, and hierarch of Rhode Island and all earth, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and origin <laughs> <laughs> which is the only real one but he's really not a saint. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got tw- 31 likes. That was it.
1: I mean and I'll say it's funny. <laughs> I don't think it is as funny as you think it is
0: <laughs> Okay, now I got what 31 likes. Guess how many likes I got for a picture of you?
1: Uh
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to 31 for that, which is hilarious, 3,842.
1: <laughs> Come on, was this my life profession? Because that doesn't
0: 312 even 312 retweets uh-huh. and 50 comments. It was my
1: life profession. That does Including
0: even one count. I had to erase and block.
1: <laughs> are you serious? <laughs>
0: I'm totally serious. People are just weird, especially <laughs> men. Men are weird. weird. Yes. So
1: weird. Um,
0: Yes, it was every life profession. This is also the that made uh, it was the one that made Stefanik cry
1: live on on his show. That yeah. was so
0: sweet, and made made Matt Fred have like write a whole do a whole blog about you. You
1: know, those were so. It was that one. Those were the days when I was a wee little newly professor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of newly somethinged. Um,
1: wow! Five minutes of banter. I'm so impressed. All right, kill it.
0: Um, I don't know. I just I was just that thought that was a good transition. Good. All right. So y'all remember Catechumen Catherine. She is no longer Catechumen Catherine. She is now Neophyte Catherine. Um, Look, I had happy
1: anniversary written down at the top of my page. That was the first thing I was going I to say.
0: I need to affirm your affirmation of me. Is that what we're looking Whatever. for here? No, I just need to go. thank you because I would not have known that you were going to be so generous if I hadn't. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All catechumen right. Catherine. So, no Catherine Catherine is no, no longer Catechumen Catherine. She is now neophyte Catherine. She is now the newly enlightened, newly baptized Catherine <laughs> Roche. And, um, I have you ever seen this book, Mother?
1: Um, only because maybe you read out of it when we did the episode on baptism.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. So this is called the Order of Holy Baptism and Holy Chrismation, and it is for provisional use, Parma, Ohio, 1994. Whoa, whoa, so
1: that's the fit, I'm this,
0: in. yes. So this says, um, this is put out by the Eparchy of Parma and it is for provisional use. Um, and this is very, very hard to get your hands on. Um, we really don't have, so we, we in the eparchy of Van Nuys and now the eparchy of Phoenix, um, I hope if you're listening, Father Deodoro or Bishop, don't get mad at me, but I, I'm pretty sure we're allowed to use this book even though it's written by a power for provisional use because um, we I don't have, have a I doubt book.
1: either of those people listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I, you never know and and because they could both get me in trouble, it's probably a good thing that they don't. Um <laughs> But the uh but anyway, so so the books, we didn't really have a book in seminary, we weren't given a book. Hey, use this in your eparchy. So there's I think there's a, a book out of Passaic, and this one's out of parma, so since we're closer to parma when and this book is out of print, it's really hard to find. Most priests would give uh, their left ear for this um, and I was given it to to I was given it by because I bugged him a lot um by Bishop John Kudrick of parma once I was hanging out in his in his office and I said, Hey, I'm in Parma, Ohio. Is there any chance you have that nice white baptism chrismation book? Um, that, that has the church. The biggest thing I wanted back then was the churching because our books didn't have, we just have the blue book that the people use. And I used to use that as a priest. I would just use the, the people's book as Boring. a priest. But it didn't, I know, but it didn't have the churching in it. So I thought, well, I want that book because of the churching. Since then, I have looked through this book and they have lots of beautiful prayers. There, there's a, a prayer for, um, the only problem is, is that they don't have a table of contents, which, <laughs> can be kind of frustrating. But like for instance, on page the right the right for the adoption of a child. Like our book our books don't have the right for the adoption of a child. Our book um, don't this one does. <laughs> oh, that so. was a great
1: way to say that. Our folks don't have that. <laughs> is
0: that this what I said? So I, didn't mean, I didn't mean. Yeah. To, I didn't mean to be gangsta. I was a accidentally gangsta. Hashtag accidentally gangsta. All right, put that in, Beth. Accid- accidentally, accidentally gangsta.
1: Um, oh, move on, please.
0: Okay, uh, I'm trying way too hard. Ooh, I'm 44 years old, mother. I'm 44 years old. I, I didn't 44. mean to try too hard, though. I know. Oh my god! It's ridiculous. You should find a younger guy for this podcast. A, a new, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a spiritual father. Podcast with you. No, that, that's the point. I guess I could be 90 as your spiritual father and still be yeah. good. But as, as, your, as your podcast co-host, it's a little bit different. All right. So one thing, um, one of the things I loved about your life profession and our ability to talk about it was that we don't have enough life professions, mm-hmm. right? We don't have enough nuns doing their life profession and getting their hair cut and doing all those things and writing eloquently about the ascetical life and how that relates to monasticism. And one of the things that we've been able to do on this podcast is I think like have catechumen Catholics. We don't have enough catechumens mm-hmm. have Melchizedek, Joe. We don't have enough men discerning monasticism. We've been able to kind of bring about things that should be normal in our Byzantine Catholic churches in our Catholic churches, but are not. So um, one of the things that is not frequent enough is catechumens being baptized. So um, one thing that caught me off guard this year, because I have this new book, all of this was just to say, this is why I have a new book. I have done, I think Cuman Catherine is now Neophyte Catherine, uh, the newly enlightened Catherine is my third adult baptism ever.
1: My first was my, I
0: know my first was my sister-in-law, Stacy. Um, And then my second, my both, both my second and third have been here. Um, So I baptized an adult within my first two years here. Um, The, the family member, Patrick was his name of a parishioner. And then now Catechumen and Catherine. And um, by the way... prayers of thanksgiving and rejoicing. Uh, Catherine's younger sister, Lara, is also now a catechumen. So mm-hmm. Catherine is baptized and Lara is now a catechumen. So we have another catechumen. So hopefully another adult baptism coming up. Now I've brought in many adults like through Chrismation and Eucharist, those who were baptized either Catholic and left the church or were baptized um, non-Catholic um, and then and then needed Chrismation and Eucharist. So many of those, thank God. But as far as coming, finding someone who was not baptized, who comes to the faith, the movement of the spirit, so um because these other two adult baptisms not having this book which I had actually when I baptized Patrick um but did not use it to its fullness um, and just used the old books. Um, I discovered three things that I want to uh, go over and read through today and, and talk about and get your impression of mother. So do you know what I'm talking about? You do not, these are not things done at an infant baptism. Mm-hmm. These are only done at adult baptisms. And mm-hmm. that's why most of us have probably never heard them. Um, I don't know if the Passaic books have these in them, but it should if it doesn't. Um, so get on it, Bishop Kurt. Um, but, uh,
1: you can say that because he used to be the priest <laughs> at your parish. He doesn't
0: listen either. Oh, okay, also yes, that, that too. <laughs> because <But laughs> he's my friend. He was part of my hierarchy, but also because- uh, I
1: melted his be- carpet. That's
0: fine, keep going. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, I was I was a sad enough needy priest that he actually gave me his car.
1: Aww. So
0: I know it was very, very generous of him, and I drove it across country from New Jersey to Denver, it's, where I used to serve.
1: Speaking of him giving you his car and yes. or a car and <laughs> his um, car, Bishop John, no, that's it was his, John, car. Very it was good his only
0: car. Wow,
1: and that's because the
0: Eparchy gave him one. But that's so he was he was, was passing passing the and
1: joint. Bishop John giving you this book. I've never actually mm-hmm. thought of that before, like the very the practicals of. You're a pastor at a new parish and you're asked to do a baptism and it's like, wow, what do you do you just look in the sacristy for a yeah. book on that? Like I've I've just never even thought of that before. Like you don't just well, give you know, even at ordinations, um, I, I hate uh oh, I hate. I don't hate. I love. But <laughs> that was a great face you just made. But um I love but something that I dislike is when the bishop at an ordination um, says to like the deacons, I give you this gospel book and then he gives it to them and then he takes it back and then gives it yeah. to the next one. And
0: yeah. I don't like that.
1: That's the whole well, story. That's
0: because you're looking at it very like, hey, this physical thing is what matters. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to tease you right now. You know that. But like, but like what they mean is the word of God, mother. Yeah. Like okay. Jesus Christ incarnate as as explained and encountered through the holy word of God that is in written form in okay. the gospel book.
1: That's really beautiful. <laughs> so what are these three things? Um, I'm just really enjoying being with you. We haven't done this in a really long time, I feel like, with just the two of did, us. Especially. Did you
0: just say that because you're like bored right now and so you're trying to convince yourself by saying, you're like, okay, move on.
1: No. You know, I just really
0: enjoy this time uh, that no, I just told you to move on from. I meant
1: it. But also move
0: <laughs> on. <laughs> so, when you have an adult, when you have an adult baptism, we already talked about baptisms. Um, generally, the the tradition of of the process of baptism would would take place over the course of the Great Fast. Um, so, normally with a child, you would have, I would say, probably the tradition in most of our parishes is you actually have the churching along with. The entrance to the catechumenate, all the exorcisms, the denunciations, the commitments, the creed, the anointings, and the baptism, chrismation, Eucharist, all in one divine liturgy. Mm-hmm. For adults, the, these are generally spaced out over the course of the great fast. Um, so all the instruction, of course, the, the teaching of the, the catechumens would happen um, over the course of a year, two years, three years, whatever whatever is discerned that person needs, that catechumen needs. Um, but, but, but the explicit rituals the church offers are generally all done during the great fast. Um, so the, uh, basically this book, again, that I'm using that may be different from other books, um, the, we have the order of into the catechumenate. Um, so this is done at some point um, this is actually entering the catechumen. so you wouldn't want to do this during the Great Fast because you generally want. I mean, you could, but you generally want the catechumen to receive this ascription when they start their education, when they, when you start having sessions, at least in my experience. Um, so I did the ascription with Catherine nine months ago. It was when it's just a a simple prayer. You lay your hand on their head. Um, you you pray that they may be united to the Church. And then you pray that the name of God may be glorified in them. So um, um, you you pray, you know, let them, deem them worthy to flee to your holy name, to take refuge under the shelter of your wings, free her from the ancient deceit, fill her with faith in you, hope and you love for you. Hear, you hear all this for a child as well. This is actually the entrance to the catechumen. For a child, it's all done in the same service. This happens then you have the exorcisms um in according to this book um, on the first sunday the great fast is when you begin the exorcisms i there's there's two or three depending on how you do them um but but this is what you only hear for an adult and this is what i want to read to you, have you ever heard these mother um these i think you, you shared know?
1: some of them when we did the Episode on
0: baptism. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay,
1: maybe not. Because these not.
0: caught me off guard. Okay, then no, sure. Yep. Okay. You're just expecting me to forget something.
1: No. And guess
0: what? For once I didn't.
1: No, I remember no, you no, sharing. Now, things. now watch I did. I remember <laughs> I, did, I, <laughs> I remember you sharing <laughs> you forgot so much that you, even they even <laughs> caught you. So much, off much guard I'm mocking again. you for thinking <laughs> um, that I forgot. No, there is I remember you sharing things on that episode, I think, where you said the priest I, I only remember this because I was scandalized, basically. <laughs> you said the priest is supposed to say these things quietly, but you say them out oh, loud.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something else.
1: But was that about baptism?
0: Yes. Okay. It was yeah. So that's what I'm baptism. that's what I'm remembering. I, I only I remember so I out my, loud because— I only
1: remember being scandalized. I don't remember what the thing was.
0: Oh, it's it's the priest <laughs> Which is like
1: probably me being
0: it's just the priest saying, I am an absolutely unworthy scum-of-the-earth minister, uh-huh. and please do not let my scum-of-the-earthness affect any of my ministry in this case. and I, those exact it's, words, it's, you
1: have it memorized.
0: So that's my, that's my translation. That's the Lachlan translation that I think most should adopt. Um, but, okay, uh, then but no, the, I haven't heard these purse. Okay, so this is the, immediately found the gospel on the first Sunday of the Great Fast, um, the deacon or the priest makes a public announcement about the instruction of catechumens who are scheduled to be baptized at the following Pascha. So this is, this is said, if, you, if you've ever seen the litany of catechumens, um, you will see that they look in the book, especially if you're Ruthenian, look in the green book, and you will see that during the litany of catechumens it is done after the litany of fervent supplication, I believe even after the litany of the deceased, uh, right before the- uh, Cherubicon. The uh, Cherubicon, the let us who mystically represent, Um, There there is responses for the catechumens alone, and then there's responses for the faithful. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a continuation of that. And so this first, what's called a public announcement about the instruction of catechumens um, is to the faithful. And you'll see this. So the priest says, beloved faithful, we know of your sincere faith in Christ and the value you place on holy baptism. We exhort you to support and assist these catechumens who are now approaching the time of their enlightenment, that they may be instructed properly about the divine teachings according to the rule of faith. Behold, the resurrection of our Lord is approaching. Let these catechumens approach the church to receive the seal of Christ, that they may be protected from all evil, from the works of the evil one. We appeal to you to be a good example for them and to take care for their instruction, that they may approach the holy mystery of baptism with understanding. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me though that in the ancient church, um, pretty much all instruction did happen during the great fast. But I, I believe it was every single day. So you pretty much had 40 days of, of intense instruction of catechumens in some way, Um that that would prepare them for the baptism. Then you'd have another period of mystagogy after that. I did talk about that during baptism. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, mystagogy was when you learned about what you received. You learned about the the grace filled parts, you know, what baptism is, what the creed is, why we believe those things. Catechumen, it was more just instruction, how to live as a Christian, which was very different than those who who lived as pagans. Um, So that being said, is there anything from their mother that you heard that stuck out at you?
1: No, no, not uh, yet. I can go
0: first. Um, yeah, I'm, so. I'm,
1: just, I'm just kind of, I'm hearing this through the lens of, we've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but that the, the life profession as a monastic is seen as the closest that one can get to a second baptism. And mm-hmm. so we have a lot of the baptismal imagery and things like that, and the mystagogy that happens after we make our life profession and, and all of that. And so I'm just kind of um, listening through that lens of looking for some of the parallels um, parallels there, but nothing nothing jumps out yet.
0: So, so I I love I love the fact that this is addressed to the faithful. I love the fact that the second mm-hmm. sentence says we know of your sincere faith in Christ and the value you place on holy baptism. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, the the understanding is that the faithful in the parish, not just the priest, Father Nathan preached on this last week, but the faithful have been expending a lot of energy. Trying to bring to baptism the unbaptized. this this is a this is a a work of the faithful, a work of of Catholics of Christians that we don't, I think, put enough of, of a emphasis on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of the acts of any Christian and any Catholic, any Byzantine Catholic should be to to bring the unbaptized to baptism, to salvation, to reception of the gift of Christ's death and resurrection that is received through baptism. So this in a sense is is a a cry of victory in a sense, right? Beloved faithful, we know of your sincere faith in Christ and the value place in holy baptism. So you're about to witness a baptism. So so Good job. You know, pat yourself on the back. You, you you have what you value so much, baptism is about to be offered to someone who who was not baptized. Um so
1: which which I think is part of the the beauty of how we have this litany for the catechumens. And like you said, the catechumens are praying some of the responses, but all of the faithful are praying some of the responses as well. There's this this uniting of the community uh with this catechumen. It's not like he or she is doing this by themselves. Um they're they're very much they're like slowly entering into the community step by step and as opposed to just they're outside and then they're inside. Like there's this um this welcoming in and this giving birth to another member of the community, which I, I think is why when possible, I think that it's it's best understood um and and the fullest realization of baptism, maybe is a way to say it, when a baptism can happen in the context of the whole community, you know, not just like a private baptism on a Saturday morning or whatever. And I'm, I'm not like, I'm the godparent of a kid who that's happened with, you know, I'm not like trying to be really judgy there. I'm just saying that there's a great beauty to like the community is ideally with this catechumen all along the way. Um, Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I'm trying to find it. Um, what did you
1: lose
0: this time? I didn't lose anything. I just. I wish I had. I wish I had my, oh my priest book on me. Um. Anyway. Um. Yes. Absolutely. And I, what I would try. I'm trying to find. I'll bring it up next time. If I don't, we'll actually maybe use the, hey, here's something we didn't do last time um, in the next episode. But there is a, the litany of catechumens is a beautiful, so in other words, if the catechumen is done in the way that this book prescribes, you wouldn't even do the litany of catechumens until the great fast.
1: I mean, if you want to just ramble for a little bit, I can go get the green book from the chapel. I'm in um, Anthony, so I'm right
0: next door. So you ramble for 15 seconds and I'll see if I have in this box.
1: No, don't do this to me. Father Michael, I told you, you can never do this again. Um, okay litany of the catechumens it comes right before the Trubicon, which um, side note is my favorite hymn of the entire liturgy i particularly like the line that says let us set aside all earthly cares because that's the point at which um, i recommit to stop being so distracted by things and you're back
0: i i so want to i so want to just fake like I would be gone longer. Um,
1: you're just but I'm not. the worst.
0: Thank you. But um, you're not
1: because you didn't do was, it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I found what I was looking for, and I actually found it not in the book I was looking for, but in the presanctified book, priest mm-hmm. book. Um, so the litany of catechumens is beautiful. I'm sure you, you hopefully, well, actually, I take that back. Most of you probably not heard it, but um, it is. But that there is a litany for those preparing for baptism that and is it said done only
1: when they're present, when the catechumens are present. Our book does. Yeah, our book says. Um, Litany, if catechumens are present.
0: So there we go. So then you probably have not heard this if you are Ruthenian and follow the Green Books. Um, I have I, I like, have
1: had priests who do it during that time of the year, even if there aren't catechumens present, mm. but the book does say if there are catechumens present.
0: Okay. Well, according to the Sanctified book, um, if there are catechumens preparing for baptism on Pascha, uh, this litany is said at the beginning of the persanctified divine liturgy of Wednesday of the fourth week of the great fast and at each persanctified liturgy after there. So Maybe I'm wrong. Um, about what? Maybe that
1: Everything? doesn't or say that in like, the green
0: book.
1: Oh. Oh, Michael. I'm just kidding. Oh. No,
0: I, I, think, I think it does. I think it, well, it, it says it here at least. Okay. But um, so they, so then the priest will say after the litany of the catechumens, those who are about to be enlightened pray to the Lord. They respond, Lord, have mercy. Then the deacon says, Faithful, let us pray for those who are about to be enlightened, that the Lord established and strengthened them, that he enlightened them with the light of knowledge and goodness, that he make them worthy in due time of the waters of regeneration, the remission of sins, and the robe of incorruption, that they may be born again of water and the spirit, that he may grant them the perfection of faith and number them among his holy and chosen flock. And then he, they respond, Lord, have mercy. Then he says, oh, the cowboy's leaving. Um, By cowboy, I just I'm driving out. Um, <laughs>
1: Ironically, then, uh, that was a cowboy. That was a cowboy. <laughs> well, no, um, that was a Perla. Cowboy's nice
0: girl. <laughs> and then, uh, then the celebrant says, "Reveal your face, O Master, to those who are preparing for holy enlightenment, and who desire to cast off the defilement of sin. illumine their understanding, confirm them in faith, strengthen them in hope, perfect them in love, show mm-hmm. them to be honorable members of your Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for our souls. Mm-hmm. For you are enlightenment, etc. We give glory to you." Um, okay, so uh, going back to the um the public announcement. Um so we know your we know your faith you're faithful beloved faithful we know of your sincere faith in Christ the value you place in baptism pretty much this is also saying you are the ones through your example and other ways that are going to be preparing them so remember the catechumenate the the mystagogy is about instruction in the the deeper aspects of faith Christ's grace what it means to be baptized this is just you know telling the people um, a lot of the catechumen is learning how to live as a Christian. So observe your fellow Christians and you fellow Christians like do live rightly. It's mm-hmm. like it's like telling parents, you're about to have a kid. You know, your kid is gonna learn how to be an adult by watching you be an adult. Mm-hmm. Your kid is gonna learn how to love their spouse by watching you love their spouse. Your children are gonna have to learn how to take care of the kids by how you take care of them. How to engage with the church, by the way you engage with the church. Um, you know, so your your kids are going to learn how to be holy and mature and wise be, by watching you. The same thing is true here, the faithful, dear faithful. The catechumens are going to be watching you and imitating you. Um, so, so be a good example. It says, "We appeal to you, be a good example for them, and to take care of their instruction, they may approach the holy mystery of baptism with understanding. They're going to understand this by by observing you." Mm. Which I think is a beautiful way of, of. Moving then into the the period of exorcism. so in a sense you're saying you're gonna you're gonna be moving towards Christ, therefore moving away from the, the Satan, away from the world and the flesh and all those things that get in our way, towards um, holiness, towards a, a union with Christ, and therefore union with the Church, therefore union with the other members of the Church, etc. So then you have um, over the course of the next few weeks you have the various exorcisms. Um, these are again we we also exercise the water that is used for baptism. We do exorcisms because not the person is possessed. That's generally what we think this means. Again, go back to our baptism episodes to to uh, hear this again if you need to. But this is removal of the person from all the things that even the devil can have control over, mm-hmm. does have control over, can have control over. That's why we exercise water. We're removing its its mere creative status that fell when Adam and Eve fell, all creation fell with them. And so we are, we are raising up the water through this exorcism before it's blessed. We're removing the worldliness of it and then bringing it to make it holy, to make it sacred. Um, so we have all these exorcisms. And then we have the, on good Friday. So this is at noon on Good Friday, according to this book, um, is the the end of the instruction, as as you'll hear in a second and the, the preparation in two days time of baptism. So I'm gonna read this. This is what caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And then there's another, there's a third part too. So this is after the exorcisms, this is done on good Friday. And it's important to know, this is done immediately before the renunciations. So right after this, the person re- renounces Satan. In our Byzantine tradition, you stand facing away from the altar. You put your hands up on a sign of rebuke. And then the, the priest says, um, do you renounce Satan, all his works, all his angels, all his service and all his pride? And the, the the catechumen says, I do renounce him. That is done three times, et cetera. Have you renounced Satan? I have renounced him. And then the then the person says the same thing. Do you commit yourself to Christ? Yes, I commit myself to him. And then once you've renounced Satan at least three times, committed to Christ at least three times, then you say the creed. And, and this is the creed is here done on, uh, on Good Friday. Um, and then, uh, and then after that, then I'll do the last part, which is the, the, uh, yes, the done t- Okay, after that is then the the admonition for those about to receive. So here is the here is the instruction. And I think this is very similar, Mother, to your the the catechesis, the instruction given to those who are who are becoming life-professed nuns. And this caught me off guard. I was I couldn't get through this without uh, crying. All right, the priest says. Um, stand with reverence and sign yourself. So the person makes a sign of the cross. Then the priest says, this is the end of our instruction. This is the time of your redemption. Today you are to publish before Christ the contract of faith. We use our understanding, our tongue and our behavior for pen and ink. Watch therefore how you make your confession and make no no mistake, lest you be deceived. When someone is about to die, they make a will and assign their inheritance to another tomorrow night if you are going tomorrow night you are going to die to sin now make up your will that is your renunciation and assign the devil as the heir of all of your sins and so dispose of your sins as an inheritance to him therefore if any of you has anything belonging to the devil in your heart throw it to him Whoever dies no longer has power over his possessions. Let none of you keep in your heart anything that belongs to the devil. That is why you will stand and hold up your hands when I command, as though being searched, lest anyone has hidden anything belonging to the devil. Let no one harbor hate or anger. Let no one behave with deceit. Let no one listen now with hypocrisy. Throw to the devil all that is filthy, every vicious excess. Conduct yourselves like prisoners, for as such as such Christ ransoms you. Each of you shall look at the devil and hate him. Each of you must enter into their conscience, search their heart, and see what they have done. If there is anything evil in you, expel it. Let there be no hypocrisy in you. Have no doubts about the mystery. The word of God searches your hearts, sharper than any two-edged sword. The devil now stands in the west, gnashing his teeth, tearing his hair, wringing his hands, biting his lips, crazed, bewailing his loneliness, disbelieving your escape to freedom. For this reason, Christ sets you opposite the devil, that having renounced him, you may take up warfare against him. The devil stands to the west because that is where darkness comes from. Renounce him and then turn towards the east and commit yourselves to Christ. Do not be contemptuous, behave with reverence. All that happens is very terrifying. All the powers of heaven are here, all angels and archangels, unseen the cherubim and the seraphim record your voices. At this moment they look down from heaven and receive your vows and carry them to the master. Take care, therefore, how you will renounce the enemy and accept the Creator. And then Whoa. turn to the West. Namely away from the altar, raise your hands. Isn't that beautiful?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I it- can I can I say a couple things well, about please it? please um, please please so uh well, just a, a couple things is that so this happens on Holy Friday, great and Holy Friday, mm-hmm. and then they're entering on Saturday night at the vigil, yes, mm-hmm. um yes, exactly, and there's just something about like here's the thing, so in the East, this might also be true in the West I just I just don't know the Western tradition, so I'm not saying East distinct from West, I'm just saying in the East at least, mm. um the the vigil is not the completion of Pascha. Like we have the vigil on Saturday night, um, but we don't start saying Christ is risen actually at the vigil. And like the gospel is like, everything is just kind of leading into, we then have resurrection matins and then we then have the resurrection liturgy. And that's when we start saying Christ is risen and all the light comes and all of that. So the vigil is kind of like this on the way there. Um and so what struck me about this is we're saying tomorrow night like on Saturday night you will die with Christ. And so um or or we just say you will die to to the world or I don't remember the exact words but like you'll die basically. Yeah. Um yep. but it's just this um it's like we have the foreknowledge of what's about to happen of it's what we say over and over again in so many of our our hymns and and in the hymns to the saints of like, we die with Christ so that we may rise with him. Um, and so it's like we the the catechumens have this opportunity to die and to even rest in the tomb with him for a second <laughs> in some sense, like before rising from the dead. and which that's the that's the other thing that I find so significant here is all of this the renunciation, like this expelling of Satan is all happening while Christ is in Hades um mm. conquering death, right? Like he's he's is that is that accurate in the timeline of as this is happening like
0: Well, this is this is being done at noon on Good Friday, which oh, is uh-huh. according to to one of the gospels the the moment that Christ was crucified on the cross. Mm-hmm. So he was crucified at noon, died at 3. Right at 3. So yeah, this is this is the moment of his crucifixion.
1: Yeah, but it's just like until you're but but I mean then then um and like that's what the crucifixion does, right? Like, but then over these next couple of days before um they fully enter into the church, like Jesus is in Hades mm. fighting for their soul. Um, and it's not, you know, I was reflecting a lot. I just came off of Pustinia last night, and much of what I was reflecting on was like. We just we get this misconception, I think, in our heads about the quote unquote battle between good and evil, like almost like they're they're almost equally matched, and like good kind of just barely wins out, and it's just yeah. like that's not even the you know like the devil has the power in God's fingernail if God had a fingernail um I mean he does in Jesus, but you know what i mean um and yeah, I don't know. That's just I'm really blown away by that of like these these prayers of renunciation of expelling the devil. And and much of it there seems to be in in that whole prayer there seems to be this balance between like rest in some sense of like setting things aside, like don't be angry, set aside hypocrisy. Like there's just this almost this rest of basically the prayers are saying like be at peace <laughs> um, Like rest in the peace of Christ, and at the same time, it's like Jesus is going to um, help you take up the weapons for spiritual warfare. And so we're simultaneously, or the catechumens are simultaneously resting in the tomb and also like participating in Christ's battle in Hades.: um, Yeah, yeah. that's all I had. That's just really beautiful.
0: It is. It is beautiful, and it, like I said, the, literally, this is just how little I prepare. The first time I've ever read this was uh, when I was reading it to Catherine. <laughs> like I, I, I just trust the book. I mean, this is what you're saying about books. Like I trust the books. I'm like, I'm just going to follow the book word for word. I'm going to do exactly what it says. So, so I just I read. Oh, here's the thing. Now, ironically, Catherine already knew it was coming. Because she, I, she had asked for a photocopy because she prepares everything. So she had, she had asked for a photocopy of the entire book. So I had done that. I I'm literally just photocopied the entire book for her. Um, so I just want to touch on a couple of things. These are the things that strike the most. And first, cutting all the way to the end, we use east and west a lot to mean. Eastern Christianity, Western Christianity, Eastern Catholicism, Western Catholicism. We're not comparing Western Catholicism to the
1: devil here. (laughs) Exactly.
0: The West is just the opposite of where the sun rises. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, um, we, and we have this this dance, if you will, where the catechumen faces away from the altar, namely liturgical west, raises his hand because the Christ is the other way. So then he turns around, lowers his hands, faces the altar, liturgical east, which is awaiting the coming of Christ, the rising of the sun. It all day, it all goes back to the Hebrew and the 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 sprout, the the root of Jesse, the the sprout. The word sprout is the same as Oriental East rising. So it's all, all everything that everything that we are awaiting, we're awaiting the coming of the sun in the East and we're co- awaiting the second coming of Christ um, where the good virgin's awaiting his coming. The West is where you look if if in a sense you're ignoring Christ or, or looking to the one who who is away from him. So um Do you know so that I love- for the
1: longest time in my life, I couldn't remember <laughs> <laughs> um, which way was East and which way was West. And the way I remember this, you would think would just be like, I would just know that the sun rises in the east, but um, I did know that the sun rose in the east, but only because of the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Like anytime I couldn't remember uh, it which way was east. Location. yeah. Any yeah. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> sun may rise in the east, but at least it settled in the final location. And so anytime I couldn't remember east and west, like I played the song in my head and then looked for the sun and then I knew.
0: That's and really you knew your theme was in California? Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, that is fine. I, I I think of that as well. I don't need that, um, but I I do think of that often, which is <laughs> key. Um, all right. More '90s jokes. They used to always get mad at us on Catholic stuff. You should know because we always told '90s jokes. Uh-huh. Actually, it was really funny. I had the other day. By the way, this girl. Sorry, this is a total Perla. Um,
1: no, it's a ca- no, no. You're right. It's Perla.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> we were sitting. <laughs> at, we were sitting. <laughs> we were sitting around a table, and I forget what we were talking about. And somebody goes, "Oh, this is Father Michael O'Loughlin. He has a podcast." And they meant Catholic stuff uh-huh. because we've only been doing this for like a year and a half. Yeah, and yeah. you'd think people would know my new podcast, but they always, they always say that I'm I'm from Catholic stuff. So um, I've so told you, I meant, know
1: that that's any popularity we have is because you were on Catholic stuff.
0: Any popularity probably was because I was <laughs> on Catholic stuff. <laughs> now, okay, what did Pigas they? You.
1: What did they? Um, what did they say?
0: So they they just said, "Oh, he's on a podcast." And I said, "Oh, yeah, it's called What God Is Not." And they're like, "Oh." <laughs> No, 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 I meant that you should know. <laughs> and this girl I've been talking to for like an hour, suddenly dawns on, dawns on her that I was, that she'd been listening to me for like 10 years on-, on Oh, that's five, really whatever, funny. On, on not, We've been around for 10 years. She's been listening for 10 years. I've been on there for what, four years. Mm-hmm. So it, anyway, it was really funny. She's like this suddenly, like her eyes get really wide and oh my gosh. She, she just realized, 21. that's great. Anyway, okay. Um. So I love this. Today you, will, today you are to publish before Christ, the contract of faith we use our understanding our tongue and our behavior for pen and ink i love that because our understanding our tongue and our behavior what we understand what we say and how we act is the form of this contract our contract before christ our contract mm. of faith so we live out our faith by our behavior what we say and 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 how, what we understand how we think mm. so um just like any contract is going to be you know pen and ink um So it is our behavior, our understanding and what we say. Um, I love later on, when someone is about to die, this is my favorite part, when someone is about to die, they make a will and assign their inheritance to another. Tomorrow night, you are going to die to sin. So you're about to die. Now make up your will, that is your renunciation, and assign the devil as the heir of all of your sins. Mm. And so dispose of your sins as an inheritance to him. It's like literally I bequeath Everything i everything I have I'm going to bequeath to someone and I bequeath my sins to the devil, like he gets all of them all of them and, and and then then it goes on um you know whoever dies no longer has power over his possessions now normally we don't think that's a good thing right normally we think You know, I've invested so much time in my possessions in my house and my car, you know, in my, in my stuff. I love these things. I wish I could take them with me. You know, they're mine, you know, but here, here we're saying we don't want our possessions have been sin. That's what we've been treasuring. That's what we've been hoarding. And, 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 and when we, when we are baptized or, you know, go to confession or, you know, uh, receive the Eucharist, all these things are, are again, participating in that same death of Christ that he, he allowed us to enter into. So, we, you know, none of you keep in your heart anything that belongs to the devil. So now, so now, now sins belong to the devil. Don't hold them back. Mm-hmm. They belong to him. He deserves them. You know, they are now his. You promised that sin is now the devil's. So don't hold it back, or you're holding back something that belongs that he deserves. That belongs to him, and he will be mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That, that that's the mocking of the devil in a sense. It's, um, it's
1: also this statement of, you know, we say that. That everything inside of us is of God, except for our sin. Like that's the mm-hmm. only thing that belongs to us. Yeah. And so it's mm, this statement yeah. of Beautiful. Jesus. I I I don't want. I don't want this to belong to me. Like I don't want to own anything. Mm. I want everything mm-hmm. in me to be what is yours. Uh, so yeah. that's pretty cool too.
0: I, I have, I have a, new, a new compulsion, a new addiction, if you will. Um, okay. And that, that is-
1: Learning is, Spanish.
0: <laughs> no, I wish. Um, <laughs> that is, we were talking about this earlier before we hit record, um, is, is going to D'Ortoni at 7.30 in the morning.
1: <gasps> I want to go with you. I love D'Ortoni.
0: I, do I do that every morning. I went every
1: um, day of my retreat.
0: <laughs> I know. So you see how I feel. Like, yeah, I, just, I get it. I, w- I wake up an hour earlier- so that I can go to Tortoni. I like, and I, it's by the way, it's a coffee shop. It's a little cafe um, with Karina. We talked about Tortoni on the one day in LA podcast uh-huh. with Karina. Who's like, Oh, Monita. Um, so anyway, it's, I, I love just getting out. I love, I love seeing people. I love getting coffee. I love sitting there for a while and enjoying the morning anyway. So, so, but I, what I need to do is I need to wake up every morning and say, I do not need to go to Tortoni. <laughs> right. I, I, I want to be free of this. And Lord, if you give me, this is a gift then I will accept it uh-huh. and that will be great. But if I get a phone call or my car breaks down or something, I'm not able to do it. I am not going to feel bad.
1: I'm, start I'm going calling to you at say
0: seven in the morning. And, and, and yeah, you can, I'll, I might ignore it, but I, uh, but you, you can certainly try. <laughs> I'm on <all> my <laughs> way to a Tony. Um, the, uh, um, but yeah, you sh- you should Facetime me actually, and will we'll, you can talk to Karina one of these mornings. That would be oh, cool.
1: I will totally be really do that. Cool.
0: She's usually crazy busy, but if honestly, if there's one morning, if you're free at that time, ever, yeah, if if, if there's a morning where where she has a minute, that would be awesome.
1: Between like seven um, thirty and eight,
0: uh, and eight fifteen, okay. yeah, sometime in there. Great, all the um, way for sure. Cool. Um, so, uh, la 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 la. Oh, so but I think it, it's the because I don't now that I've well, I, I mentioned that as like a or addiction because I like if if I if I can't do it I'm disappointed mm-hmm. like I, and I and it may ruin my morning like it, it may I may be just kind of frustrated but like I needed I needed my coffee I needed to get out so I'm trying to say like every morning I wake up and I say Lord um, you know it would be a great gift to me this morning would be to let me go to Tortoni and so I don't expect it but mm-hmm. I see it as like a gift. And I'm also trying to like listening to daily news podcasts on my way there, like those short daily news podcasts and things like that. So anyway, I'm like, I'm like building up a morning ritual that I, that I like, but okay. So, uh, how, how did I relate that to this podcast?
1: Um, because um, I was oh, talking about yes. not owning anything. Yes, um, exactly. And be only having within us what belongs to God.
0: Exactly. So, so the, the, I, that is not that does not belong to me. That time does not belong to me. The coffee does. The money I pay for it. The three bucks, whatever, does not belong to me. Like it, it, if I if I have that in the morning, that's a gift. It's a gift. If not, I'll be fine. Um, then this, this I had never heard before. That is why you will stand and hold up your hands when I command, as though being searched. In other words, you're holding up your hands in rebuke. That's why I always heard rebuke to Christ, but it's also. Um, lest anyone has hidden anything belonging to the devil. It's like kind of this, I hold up my hands to show the devil that 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 I am ho- not holding any of the sin that mm. now belongs to him. Now, okay, this just makes him mad, but I'm literally like saying like I'm being searched. I hold up my hands like I'm being searched. Search me, the sin is not there. I've left everything to you. And it's also in a sense telling Christ, Christ search me, which we say all the time, let me see my own sins during the great fast, right? Le- let me, ser- Lord, you search me. If you see sin in me, Purge it, get rid of it and mm-hmm. give it to the one who who deserves it. You know, um, mm-hmm. somebody did kind of say, well, we don't give our sins to the devil, we give them to Christ who was crucified. them." I'm like, yeah, well, of course, we give them to the devil through Christ, through Christ's conquering of them and mm-hmm. death. He gives them to the devil. We give them to well, Christ. Like to Jesus give the also devil, doesn't just hang devil. on to them. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. They, they end up with the devil. Um, so uh, then it says, so it says, conduct yourselves like prisoners um, For as such, Christ ransoms you, right? Mm. We are prisoners to sin. We are held bound by sin. And so when Christ tramples death, tramples sin, conquers sin, conquers death, we are being like prisoners who were freed Mm -hmm. and then become prisoners in a good way, you know, slaves to Christ and his will.
1: Like this is what St. Paul says. Like we're going to exactly.
0: be slaves to something, so be slaves to Christ. <laughs> like, right, yeah. a, a joyful slavery that, that that's just it's it's a hard thing, especially for us Americans, because we have such a history of slavery to kind of mm-hmm. wrap our minds around. I mean, I mean, everybody has. I mean, the Jews were slaves. I mean, we, so we understand slavery as a good thing, but that there is a sense a a bondedness to Christ that is good, of course, of course, of course. And then finally, my last thought on this is just: I love the fact that it says the devil now stands in the West, gnashing his teeth, tearing his hair, wringing his hands, biting his lips, crazed, bewailing his loneliness. I love that, bewailing his loneliness, disbelieving your escape to freedom. So like the, the devil loves when we are lonely. He loves the fact that we are separated from Christ and have brought loneliness on ourselves mm-hmm. because of our sin. I mean, that that's right, Adam and Eve became separated from themselves, from each other, from their children, from the world. Um, from God. So so all these separations uh, mean that we are generally pretty lonely all the time and, and death and sin have brought that about. But now we're saying in Christ, you're the lonely one because you used to have us as a companion in Hades and hell, but now, now you are alone
1: devil. You know, you know, what's fascinating to me about that is I was thinking of this both times you read that um, like originally and now, um, I've I've very rarely had what I would call like a mystical experience. Um mm-hmm. and when I talk about, you know, even when I share reflections on the podcast in which I say like this is what the father spoke to me or this is what the lord spoke to me, you know, I've I've clarified before that like I don't mean I literally hear a voice in my head. It's like I I have words that come on my heart and in sitting with them I ended up bringing them to you, Father Michael. Like I come to trust that they're from the Lord. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the one time, there, there there, are two times that I can think of, and I've shared one on the podcast before, but um, two times that I can think of that I actually heard a voice. Mm-hmm. And one of them um, was actually from the devil. Like I, so I was, I was in prayer and I was realizing this time Um, I was praying with a time in my life that I felt just the most alone I've ever felt. Um, And in praying with this, I realized where God was present at that time in my life. And it was just this realization that for years, I thought I was alone here. Um, And this realization that God was actually there and I wasn't alone. And it was one of the most freeing experiences I've ever had in my life. And when I had this realization that God was there with me and I wasn't alone, I heard the devil scream. Like I just oh, wow. heard this, wow, this, this wailing, this gnashing. You know, this like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really fascinating to me that it's like, um, once I realized that I was no longer alone, like he was the one who was alone. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, well, well I, uh, that's the only. Time it would ever be good to hear the devil's voice you know,
1: right. yeah, is, yeah. is
0: when he doesn't necessarily to hear it, but right. somehow you were given that, that gift, if you will. All right, before we run out of time, I do want to read. Um, so then you have these, as I mentioned, the renunciations of the devil, the commitments to Christ, and then you have to say, say the creed. Um, and then the, the priest reads what's called an admonition to those who have committed themselves to Christ. So now they've committed themselves to Christ and the priest says, Behold, you have renounced the devil and committed yourself to Christ. The contract is fully written. The master keeps it in heaven. Study the articles of your agreement. Remember, it will be brought forth on the day of judgment. Make no mistake about the capital, upon which interest will be required of you, meaning capital, like as in money, upon which interest will be required of you. Take care that you will not be ashamed at that dreadful tribunal before which all the powers of heaven tremble and all humanity's sin stands to be judged with the myriads of angels, the armies of archangels and the companies of heavenly powers, when there will be a river of fire, the undying worm and the outer darkness. You must then acknowledge the contract you have written. If you are merciful and kind, you will have the merciful for your companions. But if you are inhuman and mean, unmerciful and abusive, slandering those who have not harmed you, then the devil will stand at your side as your companion and will say, This person renounced me as master by words, but by deeds has served me. Then though angels mourn and all the righteous weep over you, the end of the process will be grave. It is said, whoever in this life falls into danger can find a protector or call upon friends and be helped by relatives or even be released by payment. But then there will be no such thing, no father to help, no compassionate mother, no brothers or sisters to come about you, no friends to concern themselves over you. Everyone will stand naked, alone, with no one at their side, with only their own works to help them or to condemn them. Watch therefore and take care. You have renounced the devil, hate him until the end. You have reunited yourself to Christ, praise him to your last breath. Walk in confession of the true faith to God the master. Do not make a shipwreck of your faith. Have mercy upon the poor, Do not despise the wicked. Do not take what belongs to others. Do not slander the innocent. Do not give your ears to empty talk. And while you make your life secure on every occasion, fight also in defense of us who are priests. I have not hesitated to tell you these things, that they will help you. For the rest, it is for you to know how to watch them. For I have done what was in me, telling you the things for your benefit." lest a sword might come and take the soul out of the people of God. For the enemy watches your words in spirit and mind and movements and deeds. But do you secure yourselves, but do you secure yourselves that no opponent will be able to find anything bad to say about you. In the day of the dread judgment, that we may stand unashamed at the tribunal of Christ and hear the blessed voice that we have longed for, Come, you have my father's blessing. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. To him belongs all glory, honor, and worship, to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, now and ever and forever. Amen. Amen. Then the deacon says, raise your hands in prayer. And then they go into the litany that prepares for the final blessing before they uh, they wait Pascha. So I had I had shout out to Hope Schneer, Um during the social after the baptism mm-hmm. after I'm sorry, a good Friday, we, we had a kind of a mini social without food, but um, but uh,
1: you can be we social were, without food.
0: Yeah, we can be, so, we can talk. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe it was even on Saturday. Anyway, it was, it was shortly after this. And I remember Hope Schneer saying that was so convicting cause that's for me too. Like mm-hmm. that's for the baptized to hear we signed that contract even how long ago we have not lived up to it mm-hmm. but all these things i mean man that that is that is pretty rough you know the again the the loneliness it speaks of needs to be understood in context you know we have the intercession of the saints we have the intercession of the mother of god um but but christ himself at his death you could argue had a certain loneliness you know that when he proclaimed psalm 22 my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, there, there's a there, there's a certain uh, there's a certain lack of of comfort that comes in that moment um, when when justice is going to reign, but also mercy, and mm. we will not be alone because the judge is also our friend. You know, Christ Himself is our friend. He also is arguing for our our salvation. He He, he Himself, the judge, wants us to be saved and and is looking to do that. But I think there is something beautiful about um the need to to let this affect our behavior and the way we think, you know, make make sure that we are purging ourselves of all sin because these things will weigh us down during our life and afterwards. Um, but I think the the biggest thing I want to mention about that that was that was so striking and hard um, is what the devil says. like in other words, if you if 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 we fail in this life, <sighs> if you are inhuman and mean, unmerciful and abusive, slandering those who have not harmed you, then the devil will stand at your side as your companion, and will say, "This person renounced me as a master by words, but by deeds has served me." Then the angels will mourn and the righteous weep over you at the process. And the process at th- the end of the process will be grave. Right? That, what a horrible thing! Like, like there's this beautiful quote that we we want to hear so badly. As we hear at the end of the prayer, come, you have my father's blessing, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. That's the best thing we can hear. The worst thing we can hear is this person renounced me as a master by words, but by deeds has served me. Like that, that, that's kind of, we're working to not hear the words, of the devil and to hear the words of God.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much.
0: No other thoughts on that?
1: Um. No, I have to go to vespers
0: soon. Oh, okay. So so you may do may have them, but okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Thank y'all, topic. and please pray. Let's pray for each other. And let's pray for uh, Catherine, the neophyte Catherine. Um, that uh, that she may live these things out. Pray for Catechum and Lara, her little sister, mm-hmm. um, and also pray for uh, their brother John, who came to Adult Ed for the first time on Sunday.
1: Ooh, yeah. I didn't know about like, that.
0: All right, our Lord's working on the whole family. So he he uh, I don't think he's ever come to liturgy, but he came to he comes to our socials quite often, and he actually came to Adult Ed. Maybe he has before. Right. I just, I haven't been to Adult Ed in a while, so Let's I'm, I'm just I'm, start I'm, with the court of the
1: Gentiles. <laughs> I'm being hypocrite
0: here, exactly, exactly. All right, um, so let's do prayer intentions, but I'll do the spiel first as as best I can. Um, whatever you're listening to this on, please do uh, subscribe, like, comment, whatever you can do to uh, help the algorithm um, because we know in a human way that that helps um, helps get the word out of what we've what we've been doing here. And um, as you said before, we make no money off this. And even though I'm a little bit prideful about the attention we get, I know mother's not. So um, I'm just so prideful. Us. Stop. <laughs> hashtag I'm so prideful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was the other hashtag? Can you oh, make we're sure? That one.
1: Um, <laughs> um, uh, the gangster one. Um, accidentally <laughs> okay. gangster. Um, that's right. I hope they can do hashtag I'm so prideful in that whiny voice you just did. <laughs> like I hope there's a way to convey that. <laughs> Please give
0: me. Um, okay. Uh, and then uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Padre Michael O. We have a Goodreads where you can see what we're reading and we can see what you're reading and we can talk about it. Um, we are also have a website, uh, whatgodisnot.com and our nonprofit that this podcast supports and that it flows out of uh, called Fotina, fotina.org. Uh, we also have a Patreon where you can support us financially for all that we're doing and the ministries we're trying to serve. Others we're trying to serve as well. And uh, am I missing anything, Mother?
1: I don't. YouTube.
0: Okay. YouTube, yep, we're on YouTube too. Just just um, audio only. Uh, but you can check us out there.
1: I don't think so.
0: All right. Um. Uh, for my prayer intention um and actually i think we'll i'd like to do a whole podcast about this um and have her on but um uh so kelly um gibbons uh-huh. uh cullen's father passed away last week oh. um, after a after a battle with cancer um but the story is incredible the story of many things about his suffering and his death, especially at the very end, um, was absolutely miraculous and absolutely incredible. Um, my, my sister Teresa and her husband Cullen have been such an influence through their faith um, to Cullen's family Um, and, in and in many ways, um, also McKenna, who's, who's Cullen's sister, who's, who, um, is very beloved of me and her husband, John anyway. So there, there's been some great influences, but the story of, of, of her, his dad, Kelly's death is, uh, is, Mm. is pretty incredible. Um, and in, again, in multiple ways. So, so just pray for his soul, um, and pray for, for the strengthening of the family, um, one of the things that was really beautiful, they said, just as he was, he would he died at home. He wanted to die at home. So, as he was there resting, they, the um, Cullens, an amazing guitar player, and they just kind of for a few hours, just he played guitar, and the kids would kind of be running around and running up and grabbing. You know, grandpa's hand and, and things like that while well, he was dying and then playing and kind of coming up and around. And mm. they were, it was just like a, a, a very, a very Irish, <laughs> but also a very beautiful way to kind of say goodbye to, to grandpa who's dying. Um, and, and they were able to do that. And then at, the, at the moment they have a, a friend, a really good friend, just part of the story, I'll tell you, a really good friend who's a priest. And at the, the moment he died, they called the family back together. Again, they joined and they just said mass right there at his, at his side with, with the Mm -hmm. body there before the um, coroner arrived. It's like, just like the first thing they did. So anyway, but that, that, that was, that was nothing compared to what, what our Lord was doing beforehand. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I'll, I'll try to tell that story, but just pray for the soul of Kelly and for peace for his family.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, thank you. Uh, two prayer intentions. One, uh, um, just in a similar vein, uh, Please pray for the repose of the soul of Father Bob Carl. Father Michael and I were also talking about him right before we recorded. Beautiful, good, holy priest. And he passed away a few days ago as we're recording this. Um, So yeah, just beautiful. Uh, I, I told Father Michael that he still can like, he just could charm any woman that he encountered even though he's 92 at, um when he passed. And so uh Anyways, but just a good and holy priest. Um, and he's lived a lot of history in our church. Um, and then weird prayer intention, but I kind of thought you might do I kind of thought you might do a uh podcast today on your ordination since it's your anniversary of ordination when this is being released, like the the day of the anniversary, yeah. um, so I had thought to just ask for prayers for Father Robert Yeager, who is our Eparchy's vocation director right now. Mm. Um, so More pray vocations. for Father Robert, and Beautiful. good and holy vocations.
0: Amen. And um, I'll do a second one, just since we we did two, <laughs> we did two negative ones, and then or not negative, but but beautifully, what well, prayers for the deceased. And uh, we don't normally do that during Passover, anyway, we did it anyway. Um, the uh, well,
1: it's coming the, out. Uh, it's coming out on Ascension. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> the vigil of Ascension in the morning. <laughs> that's okay. Um, um, but um, if you'll pray for, if you'll pray for on Monday, which is wait, May 9th. why did
1: I say we get that day off for Ascension? Then that's a Wednesday. <laughs> we don't celebrate Ascension on Wednesday. It's Ascension Thursday.
0: Correct. I don't, don't know what know I, I was looking at. It was the vigil.
1: I'm um, at, oh, anyway. it's because on Ascension we're having a community reflection day so that oh, day okay. off is transferred to the day before. I Please see. just give your intention. Nice.
0: All right. Um, so we are on May 9th, which is uh, a few today's the Wednesday before May 9th. Well, as we're recording this, uh, we will hopefully close on the purchase of a new church in Santa Paula, California. Um, wow. So this is for our, our Ventura County outreach. We'll have our own building. It needs a lot of work. Um, if you are independently wealthy and want to help us buy a new roof and new plumbing and new electrics and, and <laughs> tent for termites and get an Shameless HVAC system. And, and all of these things, um, send your money towards uh, St. Mary's Proto Cathedral and her her daughter church in Santa Paula. Um so pray that all that goes well if you would and also um a pray third for prayer
1: intention
0: same prayer same prayer intention just <laughs> an appendix um, pray for pray that we pick a good name because we need we need an intercessor or a feast and uh have I shared with you some of the possibilities mother no so we're thinking of Saints Mary and Moses. So the bishop chooses. The bishop chooses. So, um, but we we can suggest Mary so as in like
1: Miriam as in Moses Mary of assisted? Egypt. Oh, no, I see. as
0: in Mary of Egypt and Moses of Ethiopia. So the oh, two, oh, two ascetic saints, um, Mary Moses or Mary and Martha from Bethany, uh-huh. um, the two sisters, which would be one would be like one labor hard work and one contemplative, and, and that that balance. Um, we're also looking at some of our martyrs: Goidycz, Hopko. Um, I want Romejka. Romejka's already been taken. That's the problem. We we ha, we have a Romejka in the eparchy up in oh, Alaska. I did not know. Um, that. So you really don't want to repeat, or we'd we'd be very tempted to Saint Nicholas as well. Um, but then, uh, so anyway, those are then then a couple of Marian, like Our Lady of Maria Polch. Um, yes. Th- we that a few Marian titles, or uh, somebody's suggesting Saint Michael the Archangel, but I just I can't suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's my name, it would just it would just seem it would just seem so weird. Um but maybe that's the would be the humble thing to do as well if they suggested it. So I don't know.
1: Hashtag um, humble brag.
0: Yeah. Uh well not no bragging at all. It's just like I don't want to make it think it's not about me at all, of course. Um but that's what people would think. Um yeah, so but I the, the top names are Mary and Moses or Mary and Martha. So Okay. But I don't even know if those are the bishop chooses the name, so it's it's really not up to us at all. And he may not like double names. He may not like he may have something else in mind already. Oh, we're also thinking about Saint Paula, who was a a Roman benefactor, a noblewoman, a benefactor of Saint Jerome in the West, but then ended up moving out uh, east and becoming an ascetic in the east. So kind of a a good east west blend there as well for
1: This will be Bishop Olmsted who has the final say? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, unless we have a new bishop by the time this goes through, but but we're trying to push it forward because it'd be really weird to own a church on Monday and not have a name, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Um, the Byzantine Catholic Outreach of Santa Paula, California, is just not helpful.
1: All right, thank you for your extra prayer intention slash shameless plug. Um,
0: thank you for saying thank you when you meant don't do that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Father, can you please give us a blessing?
0: <laughs> May the bless you and keep you. Cause His face to shine upon you. Have mercy on you, Our Lord direct your journey. May he allow this time of celebrating the Ascension and Pentecost to be fruitful. May you have your hearts open to all the graces that our Lord wants to pour into them. May you be one who treasures baptism and seeks out opportunities to be an instrument of God's grace to those who are unbaptized. May you renew your own baptism through confession. May you sustain it through the Eucharist. Uh, may you serve the poor, read the word of God, all these ways of maintaining your life in the body of Christ that is the church. May our Lord give you everything you need, even the salvation of your soul. May you call to mind to those who need your intercession, um, especially the souls of Kelly and Father Bob. And may our Lord give you guidance in every way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen driving you crazy not to say I love you. Yes, it's driving
1: me crazy. I love you.
0: I love you too. I love y'all. Bye.